0: Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the, the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new Title Town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fixie
1: Stevens. Yeah, uh, you know, I've spoken to Tom a couple times. Um, you know, always look forward to seeing Tom. Um, and What a great uh, experience and, and opportunity it was for me to coach. Tom, and, um, tremendous appreciation for everything he he did for me, he did for our team, everything he gave us, and and um, look forward to seeing him. Um, um, sounds like he's moving on to a very successful career in broadcasting and whatever else he decides to do. He's a pretty talented guy. I'm sure he'll do well in whatever he chooses to do, whatever area that is. Um, so. Look forward to seeing him and I'm sure it'll be a lot of excitement uh, at the game stands as there should be. Um, He's, he's done an awful lot for, for this organization, this franchise, this city, Uh, the national football league. I mean, one, one night's probably really not enough Yeah, anywhere close to being enough for.
2: No bill. One night is not nearly enough to celebrate everything Tom Brady did for me, Andy. Breaking Boston, the Six Rings in Football Things podcast, Pats Nation, Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts, New England, the world, while he was wearing a Patriots uniform. And if you missed it on the first Patriots Monday of the 2023 season on WEEI, Greg Hill went on to ask Bill Belichick, do you think they should build a statue of Tom Brady outside the stadium? And his answer was, give him whatever he wants. You know what he probably wanted, Bill? A Drew Brees contract, a hug, you know, two for 50, maybe, you know, three, three for 75. I would have given him a blank check, but it just, oh, well, everyone grabbed hold of it yesterday and said, oh yeah, see, there's no tension between the two Oh, what feud between Brady and Belichick. Come on, you mediates, You just make this stuff up. We don't. And also my immediate takeaway, Andy, as we kick off this breaking Boston six rings and football things, combo pod, for Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. I don't know, it's the end of summer. I'm, I'm too busy trying to enjoy the end of the summer as opposed to counting down the days till back to school and beyond, even though I know we are 16 days from football season kicking off. The one thing I couldn't help but think was, ah, oh, Bill, if you just let him know that when he was here, he probably never would have worn another uniform. Son of a blank.
0: Yeah, it's like a bad, uh, bad song or a good song. I don't know, many a song in all genres of music. Like if I had only said then what I'm saying now, like <laughs> that sort of, and we've all been there. Oh, I probably should have said that when I had the chance. I just I mean, wish
2: I could have told him in
0: right. his place. I mean, literally how many shows, movies, songs. and And it's not just about romance. It's not just about life and death. Like there's just relationships, whatever the relationship is. And retroactively, you look at it, differently um and unfortunately that's where we are and now tom brady i will disagree with bill on one thing i'm not so sure tom brady has a successful broadcasting career or even will um that i think is still very much in question um first of all in question as to whether he does it then second of (laughs) all whether he's good at it like there's a lot of layers there but um no i thought for for our purposes bill belichick's first uh, patriots monday interview on the greg hill show on weei was Was really interesting between the Brady stuff and then the admittal admission that he is a uh, Taylor Swift fan was at the concert. She's tough. And that went viral everywhere. Talking about Taylor Swift performing at Gillette Stadium in the rain. Um, Who
2: knew that the hoodie is a Swifty film at 11? Yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone glommed onto that, uh, and you know, he was talking about like the toughness, the fact that she performed all those songs and gave a an A plus show in the rain on Saturday. I wasn't, su- you know, I would not have been surprised if he, like we we're bringing her in for a workout later today.
0: Can I, um, you know how everybody now is like, oh, Belichick's overrated. It was all Brady. If we're gonna go down that road, um, I think Taylor Swift is the most overrated performer in the history of performers. I don't get oh. it. I don't get wow. it. Like, don't
2: barely lead to four minutes into the podcast. Dude.
0: I mean, like, and, and I have to listen to a lot of it because my wife, uh-huh. my daughter, they're Swifties. It's in the car. They were at said concert in the pouring rain, the whole thing. And I know she puts on a show, and maybe I'd feel differently if I went to a live performance. But uh-huh. the whole redoing of her albums and Taylor's version, and this is this long, and here, I. I like some of her songs. I do. I like some of her songs Uh a lot. Like, they're catchy. Uh They're fun. I just don't see the great divide between her and, like, Pink and Katy Perry and whoever the other female performers of the generation are. And it's like, if you don't think Taylor Swift's the be-all, end-all, God save the world. You're a
2: hater. Right? This is blasphemy. I I can't producer cooper leonard chiming in at the five
0: it's a cult because he's there's so no offended. doubt in my mind i couldn't hold my tongue i couldn't hold my tongue uh, anymore taylor swift is a cult she is a cult leader her people are cult leader. like i don't yeah it's great i don't understand like my daughter came to me whatever day it was like i don't even know was it august 18th oh my god she's releasing this this day because these things these signs these numbers numerology and i'm like what that's at? that's
2: it's weird i agree on it's that. a cult i just enjoy her it's music an effing I, enjoy I would, what she's I would not be surprised if she were a member of the illuminati uh if she were part of some sort or if she was what if i'll leave and i'll leave it at this because eventually we probably should talk about uh bill belichick the patriots kasha booty malik Cunningham, et etc. mac Jones. mac Jones. also slash, a swifty also a swifty and also someone who made a lot more fans yesterday than he had the day before but uh, I would not be surprised you know how they talk about i, for, I forget the term the uh, aliens that are allowed to live among us to sort of like like we integrate with them we take like the the lizard the, yeah, people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, but there's an actual yeah. term for uh the aliens that are allowed to live among us to sort of like help um you know broach the uh, idea of like integrating their technology with our people Is I would not the Rowdy be surprised Rowdy, Rowdy Piper movie? they live no we're not
1: gonna no i think this is like tom cruise's like fantasy yeah I, I
2: would not be surprised if taylor swift were the one that they gave to us and that and she has basically like and that's the whole thing like she is the leader of a of a people from another world and she is now like that all these people are wrapped by her her song like she's a siren like I do not i i don't i don't get it either andy like i listen to the music and i'm like that's fun yeah, i wouldn't i would treat it with like Elvis and beatle mania and, and michael jackson bit. no
0: I'm All good. right, and that's
2: been Old Guys Talking Taylor Swift, a new feature here on Breaking Boston in Six rooms. Uh Back to Bill Belichick as well. Um,
0: can I, yeah, 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 can I jump in real quick? Okay. Yeah, So yeah.
2: the meat of the interview, um, mm-hmm. to me,
0: so we had the rumor from uh, Craig Carthen when he went from WFAN to... The the his Fox was... One show, the Carver okay. show, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the Patriots tried to trade Brown Rogers Rodgers, and Rodgers vetoed it, blah, 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 and... So Bill Belichick was asked about it yesterday and said he did not talk to the Pat. He he said I. He said he, and I thought he was very interesting in his um, choice of words. So immediately, like, oh, Patriots didn't look into. Our, no, no, no. He didn't say that. He said he didn't make the phone call. And we've had Matt Groh kind of um, proving his yep. ascension in recent times, talking about I've only spent money for a couple of years and I do this and I do that and blah. I mean, are we sure that Matt Groh didn't look into the Aaron Rodgers deal? Like, everybody was so quick to say, oh, see, they didn't do anything with Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. Bill said he didn't talk to him.
2: Right. And so sometimes the devil is in the details. You have to parse out those words. Like, I didn't have any conversations with him. Well, that's fine. But what if, what if Matt Groh, director of uh, pro player personnel for the Patriots, made an exploratory phone call to uh, – I don't know, Rogers people, or maybe at the time, uh, Brian Gutekunst, the guy that runs the Green Bay Packers, they could have chatted just to or sort Robert, of see if what a Robert, what about Robert
0: or Jonathan? Maybe Robert sure. or Jonathan were at like a party or a, I don't know, someplace where Rogers or Rogers people were, and they just uh-huh. had early conversation. Hey, um, you know, we, we have a young quarterback, but, you know, we wouldn't be opposed to adding a legendary quarterback as well. I just- Everybody no. jumped, jumped to the conclusion that, up oh, there was nothing there, which I actually think there was nothing there. I should be honest about this. Um, but Bill didn't necessarily get out the fire extinguisher and put out all the little embers of that story. He did mm-hmm. not. There's still no. embers if you want.
2: I didn't have a conversation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is very different than we didn't look into him.
0: and It's I very didn't. different than that's ridiculous. We're happy with our quarterback. We would never look into such a thing that's so stupid. Nope. It wasn't even close to that. He just said his words. I never called from Nantucket. <laughs> like, yes, I was not on the boat on a phone. I yes. did not call.
2: The hoodie, the hoodie phone, the, uh, the Belichick boat phone was never used for that particular purpose. But for all we know, like you said, it could have been a craft. It could have been Burge for all we know, uh, making the call. Any other takeaways from Belichick yesterday? And, uh, if you have not, of course you can go back and listen to it on the Odyssey app at WEEI on Twitter. It's on Instagram everywhere, many different pieces of it. Uh, in Taylor Swift and NFL nation going viral yesterday in what I agree. Andy was a pretty interesting and revealing interview from Belichick. He was in a very good mood to start things off, which was, which was a positive sign. I, 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 I take little things like that. If we're talking about divining little bits from his interviews, which you always sort of have to read between the lines on the fact that he was in a good mood to start things off. I mean, there's no reason for him to be in any other mood you would think, but at the same time, I think he's starting to feel pretty good about the way this team is organically growing together. And I got similar vibes from everyone who spoke on the first Patriots Monday on WBEI.
0: He was in a good mood. I stopped, uh, tying his mood to any Patriots success like 15 years ago um I think he's just a weird dude who's sometimes in a bad mood for no reason sometimes in a good mood for no reason and I'm I'm not sure there is a direct tie like I used to think oh Friday morning his press conferences you could read his mood and that was oh the hay is in the barn he knows something Uh they're gonna whoop somebody's ass on Sunday or vice versa oh he's cranky he's worried about like there were too many games that didn't play into that narrative and just I think no offense you know I'm saying lots of you know Taylor Swift's overrated and Bill Belichick's weird that would be my <laughs> summary of this this podcast <laughs> and now this
2: podcast is going to go
0: um but no I'd like to turn the page to Mac Jones cuz I thought it was a yes. very interesting start to the day with Bill Belichick uh-huh. on the Greg Hill show and then in our afternoon show Jones and Mego I thought Mac Jones had a very upbeat friendly Interview with that crew, and his always haven't been in the last couple of years. His first two years as the Patriots' starting quarterback, and different, um, different shows, different hosts. And my he's biggest, never
2: been terse or rude, though. He's like he's he's just no, he's been, been unlikably
0: short. Yes. He's been scared douchey, as I term it. Scared douchey to say things. Yeah, I think scared douchey. And I've told players this. I've 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 even um, sort of put this theory out there with veteran leadership on the team and they laughed out loud and they liked it. Um, (laughs) The term scared douchey for young players that come to New England under Belichick and are so worried about what not to say and how to handle their media that they end up coming off as douches, even though they're not really douches. It's just how they come off in a defensive way. Um, but Mac was not scared douchey yesterday. I thought he was playful. There was his Taylor Swift stuff. There was his um, calling out Adam Jones. We all thought and hoped when we first heard the clip, except he wasn't. He was actually no. praising Adam Jones when he asked him, have you like played football? And everybody's like, "Ooh, we called him out. What a dude. And then that mean, know, that's a, a good observation. Girl, like-
2: yeah, Stunnel. no, he actually, just wanted to know if he played football. I know, like everyone. Even tried Devin McCordy.
0: even Devin McCourty was like, "This was much better before I listened to it." He was like so disappointed <laughs> that Mac hadn't called out Adam <laughs> Jones. Um, but my biggest takeaway from the Mac Jones thing is all the discussion of Bill O'Brien, the new offense, just how happy he is, just how comfortable he is, just how confident and excited he is working with Bill O'Brien in concert with the partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, calls at the line of scrimmage which is actually what the the have you like played football Adam man jones. came yeah. from mm-hmm. i just i don't know how good they're gonna be but we started this topic the other day on the six rings a little bit in the post game you saw a sampling of what the offense can do with motions and rpos and screens and different things mac jones is happy again they may be zero and four and his mood may change but just the the scheme and the coaching and the Everything that's in place, and yes, it comes somehow in comparison to everything that was in place a year ago, but Mac Jones is happy to be the New England Patriots quarterback, and that's a good thing.
2: It's a very good thing. Bill Belichick had nice words to say about Mac Jones during his interview. Matt Judon had nothing but good things to say during his midday portion of the the chit-chat yesterday about Bill O'Brien, about Mac Jones, joking about Bill and the different music he puts on. On uh, how he's funny like that, um, he was upbeat. He said he might also play till he's forty. He feels so good that'll no be pretty chance. difficult. I don't think that's going to happen. He'll be he lucky.
0: can barely he play joke. seventeen games now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, Matt, Keep um, shot. No, nah, that's okay. Uh, that, that, that's just Truth scary. is never mean, some, Matt. Some people get scared, douchey, and some people are just born that way. It's okay. <laughs> I just, I kid. We love, we celebrate here on Breaking Boston in Six Rings. I will also say, Andy, sort of some of that connective tissue about the happiness that certain Patriots are feeling right now. And it's not because they know something, and it's not because they think that they're going to be a wagon or that they're the best team in the AFC East, but it's just that they're communicating, and there's good energy, and there's positive vibes. And I'm sorry that that's a shot across the bow of the 2022 Patriots and that sad sack of offense that they put together last year under Patricia and Judge and Belichick. Hunter Henry in the midday yesterday Talked about first why he's able to, why he looks good and why he's in terrific shape and why he looks like he's making great plays. We noted it early on in camp. He was a frequent target in seven on sevens and 11 on 11s with Mac Jones at the back of the end zone, demonstrative, celebrating, good energy. Said it was the first healthy offseason he's really had without any surgeries, without anything he had to fix or surgically repair. Uh, And that's allowed him, he said, to attack the offseason, which was good. But about Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones. Said Mac Jones is in a good place, uh, intense competitor, but laid back, like locked in already. And the best thing was Bill O'Brien. He said the thing he loves about Bill O'Brien, in addition to his full grasp and control of the offense and everything that they need to do, which allows him to be a better receiver and blocker, is the energy he's bringing. And the energy that Bill O'Brien brings in, he said they, they needed that fire in the locker room to get pumped up because he said the offense was pretty it. Do- Deflated without having to go so far as say last season the offense was totally deflated and emotionally defeated. He said that all the energy that Bill O'Brien is bringing right now is contagious and it's spreading in the offense. And that goes back to your assessment that Mac Jones is happy. He's comfortable right now. Yeah, I can't tell you that they're going to go out and lay 35 on the Eagles and the Dolphins and the Cowboys and the Jets. That's likely not to happen. But are you going to see something that's going to have you screaming, throwing the remote control? At the tv angry tweeting about probably not and i that already you know is a small but significant w for the team and for pats fans as well
0: um i know people probably get sick of this and they're like okay w- w-, but i say it energy effort and attitude i think right now they're winning the energy effort and attitude game now we uh-huh. got to get to the point where the skill game the execution game the offensive line game the uh-huh. are our receivers good enough game all of those are coming But last year, I think the energy, the effort, and the attitude undercut whatever talent they did have on the football field. This year, I think energy, effort, and attitude, at least early in the year, because sometimes energy, effort, and attitude are tough to maintain through losing and struggles, but at least early in the year, energy, effort, and attitude are going to magnify Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Ramondre Stevenson, whatever they have, I think you're going to get 10% 10% more out of that talent. Whereas a year ago you were minus 10% or minus 20%. So it's a good first step. You're right. They could still get smoked by the Eagles absolutely uh-huh. rolled. And we'll be like, oh, oh, I thought they had energy effort. and att-. Yeah, no, no. You can't just win on energy effort and attitude, but it's part of the bigger picture. And right now it's a positive for the Patriots. And that's a positive for all of us who have to watch them.
2: And coach Belichick also discuss briefly how it was a bit of a no-brainer in speaking to Matt Slater and team leadership and Matt LaFleur to cancel the game Saturday with 10 minutes, 29 seconds remaining. Uh, You know, no big deal for the rest of that. And the decision to, you know, postpone joint practices made sense for his team. He's doing what's best for his team, which is great. Now, Bill Belichick has always been a do what's best for me or at least do what what the, what's the, the operating line. It's always been what's in the best interest of the football team. Yes. Yes. Uh, which is good. Which is good to see, an yeah, in, in, in insanely vague line. and so now they have two practices this I week. I murdered
0: Fitzy because it was in the best interest <laughs> of the football okay.
2: team. Wow, okay. did I get the full Hernandez? Did you find me? Did you yep. find me in a, in a industrial, in an industrial park? A of in an industrial park in Attleboro? <laughs> well, I guess that's a, probably a fitting grave. Uh, so. Now they got two days of practice before they travel on Thursday, and then they have the final pretend season game Friday night at 8.15 against the Titans. Um, I think this these will be interesting practices because instead of the joint practice work and oh, they're fighting and oh man, look, we got to look at DeAndre Hopkins and we're, oh, there's Will Levis, and we'll have our, you know, attention distracted elsewhere. You and my Catholic will be down in the stadium, you guys will have some quick six rings and football things post-practice podcast telling us uh, what you saw and how you felt about it. Um, I think these will be a couple of really interesting days for the Patriots to just focus on some of the things that they didn't do right Saturday night, uh, accentuate some of the positives they had. Um, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on some of these bubble guys that we can already see as question marks. Will they or won't they make the team? We know Pop Douglas likely will. But Bute, Butte, uh, Malik Cunningham, some of our offense guys. Uh, what do you think we'll see over the next two days? And Do you think those guys are any closer to making the team now, Andy, than they were before last Saturday night's game?
0: I think Douglas is a lock. I mean, Booty has to be closer after making a big play. Production is a part of making the roster. There's other things that go involved, but when you produce, it makes them look, it makes them pay attention. Also, could play into their, will he get through waivers? Could we get him to the practice squad? Did that catch the attention of somebody else? So that's part of that whole analysis. We will have two interesting days on the practice field. I am not sure what they're going to look like, and that's why I would urge everybody to tune in to the pair of six rings recaps Um, because you went from two joint practices with the Titans, Mike Brabel's uh-huh. team, which you assume are going to be 400 snaps of competition, blah, to a schedule that we've been given that includes like an hour and 10 minutes on the practice field of Gillette Stadium for just the Patriots, so really dialing it back at Zoom, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really interested to see how they handle this week, what that means. You know, is it good? They feel like they're ahead of the curve, blo- don't need to beat on bodies or whatever. Is it they're beat up physically, and he thinks they needed to pull their their themselves back a little bit and give them their bodies time to recover, and then just do mental stuff. So I'm really yeah, interested also- to see. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> interested to see what we see this week.
2: And also just the fact that, you know, they they had they went through a a grind of a week last week and had a little bit of a thing Saturday night. And he's given them some time. I think it is an appropriate amount of time one would think to be able to reset their heads and um, come to terms with what they saw now that they know Isaiah Bolden is doing better. They'll likely feel better. Players have talked about Judon, talked to him. Other guys have communicated with him. He's around there. Fortunately, he was just diagnosed as having had a concussion. Obviously, it was a bad one because he was unconscious for a, a little bit of time on the field Saturday. But he's recovering. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll i be very curious to listen to the recap podcast with you and Cadillac and see what, uh, or rather hear what you guys see out there this week and the way the Patriots will focus internally on preparations to wrap up the preseason before Friday night's game. All right, so there you have it, folks, on our little Breaking Boston Six Rings podcast. Good vibes rolling through the first Patriots Monday from Bill Belichick into Judon, Hunter Henry, all the way down to Mac Jones. Bunch of football guys talking football things with good football vibes. And, of course, uh, two practices this week. We'll have recap podcasts with Cadillac and Hart as well, Friday night's game, and then we will bring you some six rings recap action over the weekend on WeEi. Thanks for tuning in to both Breaking Boston and Six Rings and Football. Things Give us a rate, review, subscribe, and share. Smash that like button, bro, just like Keyshawn Butte is going to smash into the end zone again this Friday, or at least we hope so. For Hart, for Coop, for Terp, for Fitzy, for everyone here at WEI, Odyssey, and all the football podcasts, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, and let's go Pets.